This is Puck Here, New Zealand's hockey podcast, with your hosts Logan Swinkles and Joe Jury. Hey guys, welcome to Puck Here. This is part two of our NZHL special. As always, I'm your host Logan Swinkles and my buddy Joe Jury. And today we're joined by Gino Hyde from the Dunedin Thunder and Chris Eden from the Canary Red Devils. How's it going, guys? What's up? Now, quick thing I always wanted to know is some people call you Gino, some people call you Paris. Which one's the nick? Is one a nickname, one is like your real name? What's up? No, official name's Gino Paris Hyde. Ah, okay. But I've always gone by Paris, but some people in hockey call me Gina. So yeah, doesn't really bother me. Because <laughs> I always found when I was when I was doing Top Shelf, um, I think I always just called you. I always had when the name key came out, I always called you Paris Hyde. No one ever yeah. called me out on it. Because um, I just remember the game sheets always just said Paris Hyde. <laughs> yeah, no, I just yeah, people call me different things. I remember one year I enrolled or registered as Gino, and I think that confused a few people for a while. Thought I had a brother, <laughs> but. Apart from that. <laughs> it's like how many different um, Hayes can play in this league. <laughs> yeah. Now, Chris, is your name Chris? It is okay. indeed. Oh, Christopher, okay, actually. Christopher. But, well, Christopher, <laughs> when I'm in trouble, yeah. That's what the uh, call you. So, yeah. we'll, we'll touch just briefly on the Ice Blacks. How was, um, well, you weren't really there, Chris, but... How I was, was there for a good week. <laughs> <laughs> how, how was the training camp in Australia? You know, did... Do you think the team benefited uh, by playing against strong uh, competition there in Australia? Let you go first. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a really good camp. Um, obviously, Melbourne's got a great facility there and it was a good setup, so that went really well. And not having to travel far was nice for a change. Um, both Ice and Mustangs were pretty good competition. Probably more along the lines of what we're going to play this year and but better than our warm-up games in previous years, so hopefully that benefits us. Um, there's a good variety of I guess situations that we went through as well with power plays and PKs and a bit of adversity and having to fight back towards the end of games so I think it was all good situations to put us through and good training and hopefully it's going to benefit us but obviously we'll find out this week <laughs> the, well, um, well by the time this goes air I think you guys have won the gold medal right? mm. yeah <laughs> <I> <laughs> is, like that the, that. is that the shutout call, call the <laughs> yeah <really>? yeah <laughs> uh, the, uh, the other dudes have mentioned like the the rink and the facility in, in Melbourne as being pretty awesome what's your thoughts on it experience from it oh like they've got a fantastic facility over there um, obviously poured a lot of money into it when they built it and maintain it pretty well so it was probably yeah, one of the better ranks I think we've played at, especially for training camp. So, because you manage a rank as well yourself, I do. So we, you're like, oh, I wouldn't have done it like that. Mm. Just going around taking <laughs> fo- taking photos, hacking <laughs> into their system to try and get information. No. <laughs> uh, they did need a nice stadium. It's pretty good. I always enjoy going there. Oh. <laughs> what was that? Some talk coming from Christchurch. Yeah. <laughs> I, li- I like a little box in Christchurch. So I'm from, I'm from Christchurch as well. So I've played at Alpine many many times yeah. I haven't played a game with you did you yeah a oh. summer league game I like those many many years ago I think Christchurch would be better if they had an elevator going up to the changing rooms uh-huh. so you walking up and downstairs <laughs> oh. I really like Christchurch especially compared to Needham like the I thought we, we, we're it's getting the, the rivalry banter going already it's, <laughs> it's the warehouse environment that's in Dunedin it's just not very appealing it's just like an ice box and it's very industrial like not very family like it's, it's a trend though that 
industrial kind of warehousey look, isn't it? Also, yeah. the beach is right behind the rink. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's, that's your selling point. <laughs> yeah, but no one sits on the bleachers. They go up the grandstands. <laughs> yeah. But Alpine's just got that beautiful uh, mountain vista on the wall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they got that scenic part to it that you guys don't have. So. Yeah, I can't, I can't argue with that. I've played in both, but... I mean, I think I think Alpine is kind of an industrial area as well. Like, there's nothing around it. Oh, no, that too. But just the feeling of inside the rink. You're right. Feeling inside the building, you get a lot better atmosphere in Christchurch. Yeah, the just cause atmosphere it's and the atmosphere feeds. Quite Same a bit. thing. It's Queenstown like, is going for it. It's closer to Queenstown, like then. Yeah, Dunedin. And, you could put as many people more than what you put in Christchurch and Queenstown. Yeah. It still feels empty. So, and really, no one turns up in Dunedin. So. <laughs> How did Poor students, that? mate. Yeah, yeah. I uh, still remember that one time where it was gold coin donation and you guys sold it out. I was very impressed. Yeah, every that, preseason. Every preseason, yeah. <laughs> Maybe pre-season that's a game, that first one. Whoa. That's our league preseason. Is there free beers? And they need them? Yeah. I don't know. Play. I'd hope so. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get them. Yeah, that could be uh, interesting. <laughs> How do, how's it uh, talking about the atmosphere in Christchurch? How is it skating out of that big inflatable devil head? <laughs> it started off as a bit of a laugh that we were getting one, and then it kind of we saw how cheap they were. I think it was, and it was a little bit of an investment, as in the fact that the sport was growing in Christchurch, and we were pretty much selling out most of our games. So it's how can we make the atmosphere better? How can we? kind of you know make it a better experience all that kind of stuff and it just happened as a joke and we'll test it out it wasn't meant to be as big as what it was it only just fits in under the roof um <laughs> but as 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 gay as it was and embarrassing it is sometimes going through that it's kind of it's kind of cool now like, do you guys still use it yeah we, we still use it I still I still want to sneak through there one game you go, you I go. tried it's, the manager stopped me I was standing at the back of the line and it's honestly an experience a of a lifetime <laughs> you should just uh, borrow um, a Red Devils jersey from uh, a fan in the crowd Red training top next yeah. time yeah. Yeah. Put, it, get through. put it on the yeah, top right. of your thunder one and then just like skate out and then once you hit center ice just take it off and reveal the thunder jersey <laughs> yeah. and you can just imagine the Canterbury crowd paying you out for that it'd be a massive like almost WWE move just yeah. coming out from, <laughs> the heel coming out from beneath the devil I'm going to be looking out for that this year <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really hope you do it yeah. I'll be high-fiving you as you walk out you'll be like hang on yeah. Uh, now we we know that you had to, um, Chris, you had to leave the Ice Blacks training camp early for mm. work commitments. What's it like? Um, you know, how hard is it trying to find that balance between work and hockey? Uh, like to be honest, the last two years, three years of my life, like opening up a gym and stuff like that, and it, it actually the whole thing has happened by accident. I didn't want to own a gym or anything like that. I had my practical hours that I had to get done for my university degree. And I started training people. More people turned up. More people turned up. Then I was like, screw it. I might as well have um, a gym in my garage. Then started, you know, having ongoing members and stuff that just come in and that I'd train um, during the night. And then it kind of just kept going and going. And then I opened up this big place. And now I've before my first ever contract I've signed in my life was a lease to a building I haven't even had a phone contract before that 
So oh, shit, so big steps. I wouldn't even sign up to you know a Vodafone plan. You know, thirty bucks a month, blah blah blah. You just go and prepay. Yeah, just always prepay. Never <laughs> lock down into anything. Not even a lease on a you know. Don't they prepay buildings these days? Flat. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know just having that massive bill, just like the stress and stuff that's involved. So the last two three years of my life, I haven't really been focusing on hockey. It's been in the back of my mind. And it's just over the last two years, just trying to juggle it and whatnot. And this year, even though I've added more pressure on, I've kind of looked back at my life for the last three years and I don't know where it's gone. So it's time to take a little bit of a step back from the business. Um, I promised in 2017 and the first step was going away to Ice Blacks. And I'm going to put hockey a little bit more up there with the business. I mean, the business does come first and clearly that was shown me leaving camp. Um, it was kind of heartbreaking that I did have to leave and I, I really wanted to stay but coming back to the tournament and things like that it would just be in the back of my mind the whole time and even now like thinking you know how's the classes running how are the boys doing it's kind of like a family there at the gym and just worry about them all the time kind of thing <laughs> it's awesome to see how quickly um, the Eden project has grown though because yeah I remember you starting it out just as a thing to try and um, help out with the strength and conditioning of like you know yeah, the, the guys you play with and yeah. now you've turned it into a full-on business i know it comes with a lot of education and stuff along with it too so just getting in more sports things i was pretty lucky throughout my career that playing in the at the top level and stuff like that the only ever trainers i ever saw and encountered were top of the line ones or you know pretty good ones so i know nothing less and i know the industry is flooded with pts and things you know you go into cpit you get a six months little course or something and then you're out in the big world and you can kind of do what you want and coach and do whatever you like whereas you know I spent my time in Canada saw a few different methods and you know like the European guys what they do as well the Canadians and stuff and then my scholarship I worked with some of the top trainers in New Zealand here so that's all I know of so just learning from the best and not ever experiencing the crap that goes with it the expectations and stuff are really high awesome uh, Gino did while Chris was flying back to New Zealand to get punished by work um, <laughs> did you guys get to do any kind of cool touristy shit in Melbourne during the camp uh, yeah on our day off we went the to day I left Formula 1 was that the day you left the day I left oh. the first rest day yeah. everyone got to do cool stuff we went to Formula did, 1 for the day which was pretty cool oh no way um, did you want to go to that Chris are you yeah, F1 I've, head? I've never I'm not a fan of cars but just that experience of going to the F1 I think Neither I know nothing about it, yeah. except for they go around in circles way too many times. <laughs> yeah, so just seeing it though in real life and just having that experience and stuff would be pretty cool to have. Yeah, it was good. It's yeah. noisy and pretty quick, but I don't really know anything else about motorsports. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Did, anything else like Fitzroy? Kind of the other guys talked about going to coffee culture and like, sounding very yeah uh, yeah freaking Andy he was uh, very educated about and, it. Um, <laughs> It's all they did by the sounds of it, actually. <laughs> Every day, coffees. Yeah, like, I guess that's what Melbourne's known for, isn't it? It's quite coffee culture and trendy now. Um, you kind of miss a lot of it when you're on hockey trips because you don't really embed yourself in the local culture. It's a lot of going to the rink and coming back and resting and eating. Um, but days off, we try to get out and kind of see a bit of Melbourne and whatnot. But, um, yeah, we didn't get to spend too much time in town. So... It was more those couple of outings to Formula One and whatnot, and then just 
couple of hours here and there that you got off that you should kind of go and have a look around the place. But yeah. Uh, now, because we did open this up to um, listener questions. And of course, the one person who did give us a shitload of questions was uh, Aaron Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, God. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he wanted to know about uh, Chris Chris leaving uh, camp and the one thing he really wants to know about Eugenio is how the hell do you manage to be at both ends of the ice at the same time both what both ends of the ice at the same time by the sounds of it he th- he's calling you the ultimate two way player yeah. 200 foot player yeah <laughs> don't know how you answer that <laughs> <laughs> there you go Aaron there's a uh, there's the answer for your question even Gino is so fast he doesn't notice <laughs> Uh, so you guys are here to kind of talk about the the NZHL season. Uh, how's the how's the kind of preseason training prep going for? Are you sort of Thunder and the and the Red Devils for you guys? Well, we just had our first trial on Monday night before I left. Um, we 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 have a few limited numbers and stuff this year. We lost a few boys, um, players going overseas like Josh Greenwood. Tom Tappan's out with an injury. Um, What's he got? He had surgery, so got actually Coleman, Michael Coleman, our goalie, and Tom had pretty much the same surgery, and Daniel Lee. Oh, and Daniel Lee is so you've lost scheduled to come to Dunedin. Scheduled, oh. but we're 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 breaking that down right now. So you so you've lost both your goalies. Yes, we don't have a goalie right now. Oh shit, it works for me. <laughs> no goalie. I need a few points. This year. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was gonna say we we looked. I was looking up. Um, EliteProspects.com is awesome. I go on there and I can just see all the stats all from all the years uh, for the league. And uh, we noticed that, Chris, you're the all-time leader in points. Mm-hmm. Uh, goals, and assists, goals and assists, everything. Uh, Gino, you're not too far behind. So if if there's no one in goal for the Red Devils this year, you might be, you might be able to patch <laughs> your stats a little bit. Might catch you up. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's about 100 it, and something points. Every, for <laughs> every game. Take every, my ENG, ENG, ENG. Yeah. Uh, Andy Hay was saying that he um, he plays plays goal, so maybe get him down. <laughs> to be honest, I'm actually a pretty good goalie as well. I'd, I'd put on the pads, but that's frowned upon. So I remember one year I played. Well, I won in, that stat he was talking about even more if you're in net. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> no, no you'd be protecting uh, your your title yeah, as the all-time leader. Yeah, I'll protect that. Pure yeah. defense. Is, is Matt Sanford your coach? Yes, he is. Our he's coach. A, he's an ex-goalie. Just he is. He actually trialed for the team the year before he got his coach became coach, I believe. Right. And he was he he got pretty good actually. He's like that Dominic Hasek kind of style, just flopping around everywhere just <laughs> no technique just yeah. <laughs> but he somehow keeps the puck out because it's so unorthodox that you don't know what he's doing so I think the harder playing unorthodox goalies than it is playing a standard run yeah. of the mill goalie one of those te- textbook goalies kind of thing but yeah we're looking for a goalie so anyone out there <laughs> will fly you in just you using know. the podcast yeah. to uh Recruit yeah. a goalie for the season. No, we do. We actually we have a few good younger goalies and stuff like that are, that are definitely coming through. It's just I think I don't know if I should say that, but we believe that they may just need the the backseat role this year. You know, the second spot, second slash third spot to get a little bit under their belt, play a few games. Not really, not exactly ready for the the first the big string just yeah. yet. Uh, I should have mentioned this. I should have asked uh, Andy Hay this actually. But what about um, trying to bring in Grace Harrison? Grace Harrison, eh? I didn't even think about that. 
pull her away from Auckland. Is she pretty good now, is she? Well, she played I last year, didn't she? Yeah, so oh, I mean I think Botany gave her pretty garbage minutes. Like she only played maybe two or three games. I did see an article on. She's that. done better than any other New Zealand hockey player. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, shit. I like you look <laughs> at her stats uh, for um, when she plays uh, for the St Lawrence University. Like she could be winning a Vesna Trophy. <laughs> if mm, it yeah. was, What's uh, the Vesna Trophy? Is it the women's one? No, no, no. That's the uh, <laughs> just just <laughs> the be- the best goalie in the NHL. Top goalie. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we're talking women's hockey here for a second. I was like, yeah, well, she. We were trying to get her on the podcast, but she just doesn't answer any phone calls after well, it's, they got it's smashed not, in the final. So yeah, yeah. Well, it's not her. It's uh, running through like the school's, um, I guess, athletics manager or whatever. And oh. I guess after getting uh, smashed by BC, they've gone underground a little bit. <laughs> the um, the Canterbury Otago rivalry is pretty like a classic one in New Zealand sport. Is that the big derby rounds for you guys, Dunedin versus Canterbury? Because um, there is there some history there. I think yeah. ours is more with Queenstown because same, same here, same region, There's more than Christchurch. But goes on the type of games that you have. I have a rival with Christchurch. No, I used to play for them, but neither teams different. have very many agitators or people that cause problems. So it's more just playing, playing hockey and stuff like that. What happens in the game, kind of leads to it I was going to say something Canterbury's probably some of the cleaner games we play exactly wow. I don't want to say anything else to say <laughs> why the other teams are a little bit harder to play against but like they're always they're generally the clean games and stuff like that and it's just hockey it's those Auckland teams that are just no, yeah. Auckland teams are not too bad <laughs> so we're narrowing it <laughs> down to uh, only <laughs> how many teams do we have in this league this oh, is only the parents already said it before the stampede so it's the it's well that's our rivalry because regional yeah, yeah. and they've always been well they were around before the thunder so there's probably always been a bit of a big brother little they've brother always, kind of thing there and so it's uh, Dunedin's still trying to kind of earn themselves respect in that battle I guess I think our problem is is that they have the biggest team in the league and we have the smallest guys in the league and it's just every time we play them it's always a physical kind of game and the bigger player always eats the little players <laughs> so it's kind of you know you just have to skate around them right? yeah yeah we say that too your legs. <laughs> you know we try but so I mean we know that the Red Devils are desperate for a goalie but how how's the Thunder uh, preparations going for the season you um, need a goalie too don't you no we got Daniel you think, you think, you've, you think <laughs> you've got a goalie no it's been they've just kind of started while I've been away I think they're the first training just after I left um, we've had a bit of change in management and coaching this year so we've got a new coach coming in um, from he's originally Estonia but he coaches in Finland at the moment so that should be good but he's arriving beginning of May he's with the Estonian national team at world champs end of the month Oh, so so has anyone in the team had a chance to uh, meet him yet? No, he knows the goalie that came over last year, Willem. So oh. hopefully he's given a rundown on kind of the league and that sort of thing. Yeah. So, but I think it'll be quite good for the guys. Someone new coming in, a bit of fresh blood, and I guess a new outlook. Um, obviously, I wasn't here last year, but from the stories I've heard, it wasn't a it wasn't a great experience for a lot of guys. So we're just trying to yeah. change that culture, but we've got quite a good <laughs> core there now. Yeah, um, we did. We did want to bring that up. It was quite a tough year for the uh, for the Thunder. You know, finishing last with just six points. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't mean to rub that in or anything. Shit, you guys only had two wins last year. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, not, that's not the reason I only had two you're wins. You're still but, here. You're still here. But yes, from what it's all. Uh, yeah, so you were away, but um, so you're ready to come back and try and help rebuild the Thunder? Yeah, like the, the, the stories I heard last year was just it kind of broke down internally and there's a lot of conflict between players and no one was really on the same page and no one was, it wasn't a very cohesive unit. And when that happens, especially with a young team like that, it's you're just going to get fractions and that's just going to fall apart, which I think it's, kind of showed there. So It's weird that they only won two games because every game that they played, they put up a pretty good fight. And that's why I said they only got six points, is the fact that they weren't the easiest team to play against either. Yeah. Like, it's just a lot of bad luck. quite a surprise that they only 60 got, minutes and you can have the talent and the skill, but if you're not playing as a unit or... Mm. wanting to work for each other then you're going to break down over that whole right. game and I think that's what we're trying to build this year we've got well, a couple of guys coming back so it's just trying to build that culture and make sure everyone's on the same page and want to play for each other so if people want to compete for their teammates then you're going to be pushing hard for the whole game rather than mm. 45 minutes And the all four games that we played against them they were not walkovers easy. They, we struggled I think they may have picked a game up off us even I think as well. Can't remember who they beat. I know they beat the Admirals. Yeah, they, they wasn't were, there? They were good. Wasn't there that bad. one game where it was just goal after goal? goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Back uh, and, and then oh, was it Sean Harrison won the game winner? Got the game winner? Or yeah, something? yeah. Yeah, no, it might, would have been that game. I, I, I remember all games that it was a struggle playing against them and stuff like that. So it surprised me with the six points. But and then they beat the Admirals and they got got that taken away from because they played an illegal player which is a little bit silly yeah I heard about that but, uh, <laughs> so I think can, it's yeah. just that immaturity if you you can be putting up goals but if you don't have that maturity or that kind yeah. of calmness about it you're never going to be able to close out a game And mm. that's good they got you coming back then and you got a, <laughs> and you got new coaches as well yep. have you got a chance to meet them or no, I, I, I literally a, asked that like three minutes ago. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. we just chatted over email and Facebook, but um, he's been sending through some things to work on and kind of what his plan is. His team's in the playoffs at the moment, so he hasn't got much time, but um, no, I think it'll be really good. You sell him on the uh, on the Dunedin student culture? Is that how you guys got him in? Not sure if we mentioned that part. It might, it might have put him off. <laughs> that's how, that's how you, you signed Daniel Epps, was it? Oh, sorry, I mean um, Daniel Lee. Daniel Epps. Daniel Epps. Sorry, yeah, Daniel Lee. Is I don't know what the was there. I just heard he was coming down, so I Daniel messaged him and go, what's happening? Because I'm hearing stories both ways. He's like, no, I'm still planning coming. He should be there by now. <laughs> Haven't heard anything, though. He's probably too busy partying on Hyde Street. Yeah. Chris has locked him in the basement. <laughs> hey, locked him in my gym. I see him every day, so... <laughs> You know, got the goals. I'm like, you sure you want to be Bradley Epps? You know, <laughs> every time I see him. What, going it. back and forth between teams? Yeah, yeah. going to Dunedin. Uh, speaking of uh, going back and forth, uh, we, last, we saw last season um, Hayden Argyle pulled a bit of a LeBron James and returned to the Stampede after <laughs> after many years with the Red Devils. Was it was there any bad blood there? Or, you know, did you know how did you feel that you feared as your first season of captain there? Uh, to be honest, like... Are you captain? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> just for the Paris. <laughs> that doesn't hurt. You just switch off in yeah. London, don't care about your boy. Um, yeah, to be honest, like, it, it was kind of upsetting and stuff that he just, like, retires and then all of a sudden, you know, family commitments and stuff. And then he just picks up and leaves and uh, goes to Queenstown. But 
you know, that's the player he is, or it is what it is. Not too worried now. Move on, get sure done they with offered it. him something good to come down. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> they, they have a pretty good package at down south anyway. But um, I think, you know, it didn't help the management and stuff. We had new management and things got off to a rough start, I think, for all of us last year. And, you know, so that ended up resulting in probably him going a little bit further down there as well. It helped a little bit. So, um, but yeah, no, it's done now. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you reckon did all right uh, stepping up as captain? Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, no. When, that's a that's a that's a tough question. <laughs> and I'm, I'd have to say I'm still learning and stuff like that, but I'm glad I've had that experience of having the A for the first few years before that. Um, I mean, we had votes and stuff on who was going to get it, so it's what we believed, and just go from there, and then just hopefully every year learn, take more on my chin, learn, and that's the good part about coming to the Ice Blacks and stuff this year is like. I haven't been in the team for the last five years. I don't know what it's like. I don't have to do anything. All I have to do is play hockey. So it's kind of relieving and refreshing just coming here that uh, I don't have to worry about anyone else. Just need to worry about myself. Whereas normally in Canterbury, last year, young team, it's all about the boys. Are the young guys ready? You know, are we focusing on this? Are we focusing on that? Um, coming here, it's just, just do nothing. Just play. It's cool. <laughs> Make it sound easy. So, like um, the Stampede, they what they've gone like back to back now. Mm-hmm. After you guys, after you guys uh, went three peat. Yeah. Yeah. Do you reckon? How would it? What would it mean to for you guys to claim the Birdrill Cup back off them? Oh, that'd be huge. That definitely would be huge. Would it be? Um, would you rather beat them in the finals than? Any other team? Nah, we don't really care. Right. Just win? Just win? A win is a win. It's something like we want that trophy again. We don't want to touch that trophy again, but we want that trophy in our cabinet. Um, <laughs> Why don't you want to touch it again? You know, you've had it some for, stories. You had it for three years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> that thing. <laughs> Horrible things to that. Um, <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, we any way we can win it, we don't care who it's against, as long as we're still at the top. We're like last year, we're rebuilding, I believe. We we say it. Do we say that in this league? You know, oh, I think I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think we're, Dunedin are rebuilding, aren't they? It's been um, rebuilding for years. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say that. Yeah, we 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 started rebuilding last year, and it'll be the same again this year. I mean, rebuilding and still making the finals. I think that's a pretty huge accomplishment. The league was a lot tighter and stuff throughout last year. So I think we've had, we've got a lot of guys and they're young and stuff like that. But when it comes down to those final minutes or that 60-minute you know, work rate or job that Paris was talking about before, last year went really well. So hopefully... I think you have a thunder but to make the final, don't you? Yeah, but in retrospect, people were like, Funder helped us out, but then Funder also won that game against Admirals that didn't count. So it was kind of fate, really, that we did make it. We did all that we could, and then that final game against that Funder that pulled it through for us as well. Do you, because as you mentioned, last year was very tight. Um, do you guys worry about the standings at all, or you just just play your game and not worry about it? 
we're we're really lucky at the start of the season in those first few games I think are the most crucial that you do get off to a few wins and then it's kind of like you just focus on what you can do as a team rather than oh what's Dunedin versus Admirals and midway through the season we looked at the eight games to go and we just said we need to win six out of eight and we're 100% in the finals we won that six out of eight and then Dunedin got their points deducted and then we're like oh shit now we're up shit creek kind of thing but we've done everything that we said we we're going to do and then just kind of that end game with Dunedin beating the Admirals there was kind of fate in the end that you know we did everything that we could so yeah uh, now Joe mentioned earlier Gino that you are the manager at Dunedin Ice Stadium so how do you um, you know we talked a bit earlier about balancing you know uh, like your life between hockey and work with Chris but how how are you going to do that during during the season um, when you're playing for the Thunder but you're also the manager of the rink that the team plays at um, you just kind of have to approach it the same way that you approach any job and you go to work and that's your business that you're running uh, hockey's hockey so yeah it happens in the same building but it would be a matter of going to the office and this is what your job is and then you go home have dinner or not and you come back for training you start blurring the lines there and you're just going to cause yourself all sorts of issues and obviously there's a whole lot of sports that go on so you can't be seen to be playing favourites or anything so it's more of treating one like a business and you've got to keep both separate like you would any job it's not like the um, the Thunder get prime time for their trainings and then the um, figure skating or speed skating get 5am kind of no nah, just system runs the same <laughs> as, it, as it has I mean obviously you'd love to be skating at 7 o'clock in the evening because yep. that's the best time you can kind of have trainings early on still be able to eat and go home and relax afterwards but just the way with kids hockey and everything else booked in you kind of get pushed later which is just how it goes but yeah, I don't think it'd be too much of an issue. Now, uh, we saw we saw on the the Dean Thunder uh, Facebook. There's some jersey designs floating around, <laughs> and also the Red Devils seem to change up their look every season. Yeah, we got a new one. I just <laughs> we just put our jerseys in the other day. And uh, so, right, that, that's already that's already confirmed. The Devils have a new jersey again. So, are do you f- like the New Zealand Warriors? Just at four different kits a year. No, we only have one kit a year, but. Um, I was the one that pushed for new jerseys again this year is that you pay for your jersey and then in a time I've got three jerseys that are exactly the same all that changes is the sponsorship parts on them and it's like you can't throw a jersey out you can't give a jersey away because I see that as disrespectful so you've got to keep that jersey and they just accumulate and then you've got three or four of the same whereas it's cool to kind of distinguish the years and then you like how do you distinguish a, a year between the two jerseys when it's just all it is a sponsorship you don't remember the that's a good point actually so it's kind of like a new jersey every year you know not necessarily a new identity but just you're not changing your identity you'll change your strip a little bit but yeah I think not big you don't changes. want to go drastic changes every year you guys have gone a bit of a drastic change this year haven't you yes <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, small yeah, I mean, the designs I've seen floating around uh, are pretty good. Just as long as you don't have, uh, don't make that mistake you made. Well, it wasn't you guys, it was the print, the guys that print the jerseys where your shoulder patch logo was the wrong way around a couple of years ago. So instead of, 
vaguely remember that. Yeah, yeah. And it was so. It was, it was so side on. Yeah, it was side on. Or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one to collect. Maybe. That's what you get when you get out of China. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's the other reason people. Well, you're changing logo jerseys so often now is that you can get them quite cheap now. So it's almost cheaper just to reprint and get a new design than it is to go and patch up all the old sponsors. So and then change I know that's why plates because that's the to- argument for changing jerseys is that you get new sponsors you just get them printed straight on it saves you putting lots of patches on it's those patches are expensive too yeah like that it's cheaper to buy a new jersey and change three patches on the jersey so yeah I actually kind of surprised that you guys at this know so much about um, the cost and everything that goes into making the jerseys it's part of, I guess, when you pay for it every year, you kind of yeah, start asking know. questions and you know, know, know what's goes. going on, and yeah, that's just being aware and being involved. And yeah, are I you guys know. on the the NZHL Players Association? I was. Would he is? I will have to. Is or was? Was I haven't heard anything about it for a while. It was floating around a couple of years ago. I don't know if it's still going or not. I didn't or. actually think it was last year because we had no one last year because Justin Finlay was the last person. Yeah, that was the last time I was involved too, and that was two or three years ago. Justin Finlay was the last one. I fucking love Justin. But yeah. yeah, he's good. He's good at vocalizing his point, uh, points and stuff like that. Yeah, nothing really eventuated out of that. I think a couple of ideas got thrown around, and then just got just kind of carried on as it always has. So it would be nice to have a bit more of a voice in what goes on. I think that's why I pay attention to what happens with the money side of it and how the team runs, just because once you've been around for a while and management's changed but you've seen it all and rather than let them make the same mistakes again you kind of try and get involved in that side of it so now you guys talked before about um basically your biggest rival would be the the stampede yeah um in terms of crowd wise the other guys have mentioned it as well playing in that rink um with those fans is pretty rabid queenstown yeah yeah (laughs) What's the is there what's the craziest kind of chirps have you heard? I mean, players kind of have their have their go tos, but what's the crowd like vocally abusing you? What's the craziest thing someone's ever kind of said to you over I the? I don't boards? know if I can recall that. You just get some terrible ones of you suck or whatever. It's just kind of like <laughs> the one guy you're, that, you're you're in the stands, mate. Like, <laughs> what are you up to? It's the one guy that owns the strip club. That you suck. Yeah, he sits in the corner suck. and yells at you, but you just kind of look and go. Don't know what you're on, eh? Like, <laughs> I find it. I'll probably change a bit with the glass now. I haven't played there with the glass, so. The, the, it is you, won't hear, you won't hear so much anymore. Yeah, it is. It is changing. I remember a few years back, it was pretty bad because there was a few like even parents that were that had um, you know they were in the New Zealand committee or whatever or like you know New Zealand not coaching or in New Zealand staff and they were kind of abusing you a little bit as well and I'm like you're not really the whole thing with chirping especially when people that aren't on the ice is you just kind of ignore it eh yeah like you don't even really notice and at the end of the day it's like why are you chirping you're not even involved in this you've come to watch us <laughs> one of my favourites when imports start chirping you and it's kind of go oh, you're, sh- you're from New Zealand or whatever and it's kind of like mate I was born here you came here to play like how's your career going yeah oh, oh that's a good one that's a good comeback welcome to New obviously Zealand people, obviously, enjoy our hospitality yeah obviously people <laughs> yeah. obviously people come here for family reasons or they want to experience but yeah odd guy that comes over it's just kind of an intermediate in their career it's start chirping you that you're from New Zealand how shit you are it's kind of well 
You're the one that came here to play just, hockey. Just show so. them the uh, just show them the elite prospects page, and they're like, "Look who's number two on this league, bitch." <laughs> just carry my phone around on the ice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I think we we started doing this thing now. Um, Nick Henderson is going to carry a map of New Zealand uh, in his in his shorts, so he can show the imports where Taranaki is. Just <laughs> give him a bit of education. I, like <laughs> I had a good shirt when I was in Australia. Um, guy turned to me and said, "What are you going to make another documentary about coming last?" Oh! This <laughs> guy looked and I was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> <laughs> when we didn't come last, and that was what that was ten like, years ago. Yeah, now, yeah. Almost, like, <laughs> yeah. It seems like it. Um, we we're sort of going to start wrapping this wrapping this up, um, but we just want to know quickly who do you think is going to win the Stanley Cup this year? Stanley Cup. I'm waiting for an Oilers Toronto final. That'll oh. be the day one. Maybe not this year. Nick David versus Matthews. I'd, I'd love to see that. I don't think it'll be this year. No. It would be cool though. Um, my opinion is... Uh, oh, I'll go Chicago. Yeah, I was going to say, probably if Pittsburgh stay healthy, I'll go Chicago-Pittsburgh final. That would be a good final. And then... Yeah, it's too close to call after that. They're too hot right if now. Pittsburgh's hot, you can't really yeah, call Crosby's, anyone else but them. But Crosby's scoring goals off goalies' heads. Off the side of the head. Yeah. The worst part is intentional. So. <laughs> yeah, that was a good shot. Yeah. Uh, it's ridiculous the level he's playing it. Just quickly, last question. Uh, how did you guys get into hockey being in New Zealand? Such a dominant you know, rugby cricket culture. Can't say Mighty Ducks. Cliche is the Mighty Ducks, yeah. <laughs> it was. I watched that movie day in, day out, tape record. Can remember even now all the ads that were on? Wow. Everything like that. And I didn't even know that there was three videos. I only had the second one. I only had D2. So Yeah, that's the one that really, uh, I, I guess, broke out in New Zealand. Yeah. It took me a while to know that there was a first one as well. Yeah, I didn't know that there was three of them, so... I just watched that one video. So over you're a Mighty Ducks again. one, are you? Yeah. What about you? I must Paris? say, I'd, oh, I watched the Mighty Ducks as well, but only after I started playing. Um, my family was involved in skating in Central. So my dad's from Alexandra, and my grandfather was helping build the rink there, and they used to skate on the lakes. So I started playing when I was about eight or nine in Dunedin. Dad asked if I wanted to play, and then I discovered Mighty Ducks one day in the video store and went for it <laughs> but I like to say that wasn't the reason why I started playing hockey <laughs> so, so. didn't even know there was ice in New Zealand before that I think that's uh, how most people react when they hear that New Zealand have an ice hockey team yeah it's true that's the biggest thing of running the rink is trying to tell people there's a rink in Dunedin <laughs> <laughs> bloody ridiculous especially in South Dunedin <laughs> I know who goes to the beach to skate but yeah do you go out in Dunedin handing out cards I don't know, personally and but like comes at the rank you know <laughs> watch me skate on the around university <laughs> just drive the Zamboni around town yeah oh, around the octagon that'd be great that's a great idea yeah, send a parade every year I might get yeah. the Zamboni out next year that's, that's awesome. actually not a bad idea yeah, I can't believe you haven't thought of that already <laughs> God, Chris, I've only been there a couple months. You want a job? <laughs> Come play in Dunedin. Oh, yeah, Dun- Dunedin just going to steal all the uh, We've got goalies assets. for you, so yeah, you won't worry about goalies anymore. <laughs> all right, uh, thanks for taking the time to come on uh, Puck here with us today, guys. Um, all the best for this season, and be great to see if uh, when you guys make it through to the final. Thanks yeah, for having thank us. You. Yeah. Cheers. Puck Year, it's New Zealand's hockey podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or with your favourite podcatcher.
Follow the guys on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Puck Here Podcast. Put your hands up.